The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. And I'm your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show. And here we are. Let's let's all shout out the mantra now. No football is bullshit. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. Of course, Colorado came in with that one. And it's beautiful. Well, here we are after the combine. And, you know, all the sports pundits from, you know, the New York Post to the Podunk Post uh, were in on it. There were all kinds of media. I think they gave out last combine, they gave out 200 media passes. I believe they're up to 289. They've almost increased by, well, 50% over one year. So it's a big media frenzy. And boy, everybody who has an opinion is given their opinion. And really, honestly, I think it's bullshit. <laughs> and I'll talk a little bit about that too. One thing for sure is the free agents are going to be jumping into the fire right away. There's all kinds of dough, and people are jumping for the money. Strahan, going on 35 years of age, is going fishing for some dough. Willis McGahey, the list just goes on and on. There are players just jumping ship to make the extra money because they know it's out there. It's a huge cap room, and, well, all the agents are drooling for new and bigger contracts what can I say? Well, without further ado, welcome to show 135. Yeah. Yeah. Oak Do you know about my city? Oak The city of Oak. Oak Oh, don't you know? Oak Do you know about my city? Oak The city of Oak. All right, Raider Nation, today's show we will have, of course, something I like. I found it on Pro Football Talk. It's beautiful, and we're going to keep this in the show because we're going to show ESPN with numbers who exactly are the thugs of the NFL. I'm sick and tired of being pointed out to being the thugs because we ain't the thugs. And the turd watch from Pro Football Talk is something we'll go off and talk about for sure. We have to go over that because it's pretty funny right now. And here we go. Here we go again doing the Raider Shuffle. We're shuffling the line once again, moving people around. I think it's a good thing. Finally, we got some coaches that are probably making the right decisions on the players. We'll talk a little bit about that, of course. Uh, here's another story. It's all about the cranium. Yes, of course. You know, I like players that are so much more cerebral. Yes, that's right. I like players that think, and the ones that think don't stink. And let's go on to the next story. Raider assistants bites the hand of Al Davis who were feeding those fat cats. Now they're coming around to sue him for some more money. And we will touch on that for sure because that flapjack flipping geek, the Idaho spud is right in the middle of it all. Tom, yes, Tom from Brokeback, Idaho is right in the thick of that bullshit. And, of course, we will hit the Ritter Nation Podcast comments forum section for sure. And let's not forget the bone line. And we definitely got to get that in there. I think we have one from Adingo Ain't My Baby. And we'll put that one on for you, too. Thank you for putting it in. 
Once again, 1-800-620-7181. That's 1-800-620-7181. Don't be shy. Don't be coy. Just get your mug and your melon right on that phone and get on it. Throw me a bone, man. It's 35 seconds. That's as long as you got to talk. Hey, Greg. Hey, Randy. This is a dingo ape, my baby. Just calling to say that uh, you guys are doing a fantastic job with the podcast. Man, I love this time of year. I love the draft. I love free agency. I love how things change so fast and and how uh, these teams just go from looking like complete turds to looking like something that you can put on the field to win with. You know, Big Al is going to be as opaque as you can imagine. He's going to be manipulating all these other teams over the next few months, and then we're going to find out what is really going to be going on by the time the draft comes along. I cannot wait for that day. It should be a blast. Hopefully we end up with one of the best players in the entire league next year, either you know, a great wide receiver like Calvin or... You can do it. I know you can. Practice it in front of your wife. Do it on the way to work. Do it in front of your kids. Make it funny. Make it real. Make it from the heart. Anything you want, man. Get it on the bone line. 1-800-620-7181. So get on that bone line. Throw me a bone. I love hearing you guys. You should love hearing you guys. I don't know why you're not doing it more, but I'm telling you I'm going to push it all the way because I dig it. I love hearing you guys. I love the fact that you guys are making your own takes, and it's just going to get better and better and better. So on to the turd watch. I paid my dues. I've had my Okay, the turds of the the NFL are loud and clear. There is no doubt in my mind that uh, these are true because they all have a story attached to them. So let's just go through the standings so far of what we have been going on for about two months now. So let's let's just take a look. The AFC East has no turds. So Buffalo, Miami, New England, and New York so far are turdless. AFC North, oh, Cincinnati. And be surprised, they only have one so far that's been recorded. Stay tuned. But Baltimore, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh have no turds. The AFC South, Indianapolis, with six floaters. Six turds on their team. These are all players that have done some kind of criminal activity and been caught and prosecuted. Tennessee has one turd in the bowl. Houston and Jacksonville are turdless. And let's look at the AFC West. San Diego, two big stinkers floating in the bowl. And Kansas City remains with one turd in the bowl. Denver, none. And guess what? The Oakland Raiders have no turds. Huh? There you go, ASBN, right in your face. The NFC East is turdless with Dallas, New York, Philadelphia, and Washington. Stay tuned for Dallas. That's going to be something that's coming up. NFC North, Chicago is one turd. Of course, there's one stinker in Chicago. Detroit, none. Green Bay, none. Minnesota, none. And the NFC South, Atlanta, has seven golden brown turds. Yes, these babies are stinkers, and they're stinking up the NFC South. Carolina has none. New Orleans, zero. And Tampa Bay, zero. 
The NFC West, Arizona 0, San Louis 0, San Francisco 0, and Seattle 0. So here's the police blotter so far as it stands right now. Colts running back Dominic Rhodes charged with two misdemeanors and a DOI incident. Of course, Bengals linebacker Odell Thurman, no contest to drunk driving, he pleads. Colts running back Dominic Rhodes arrested for misdemeanor DUI. Falcons, Jonathan Benbenu arrested with a felony animal abuse. Now, here's something for you. There's something you don't expect to hear from anybody, and especially professional sports, animal abuse and convicted. Thank you. Chiefs defensive end Jared Allen. Please tell contest to, that's right, you guessed it, drunk driving. Bears, Tank Johnson, please guilty to a probation violation of various sorts. Chargers, safety, Terrence Neal, please guilty to a felony misdemeanor charge of an unknown origin. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think it was a beatdown of his girlfriend. Titans DB, Cortland fin- Finnegan, please guilty to reckless driving charges. Okay, well, there you have it, the turd watch for the day on show 135. But I think that's pretty interesting. You can take a look and see how the rest of the teams in the NFL are getting um, all these, well, that's golden children, of course. ESPN talks about their team being so spectacular and wonderful. And, well, the Raiders have always been criminals. You guys know that. Thugs and thieves. Well, we're going to prove their ass different now. Okay, well, let's see what's happening now with our next story. look at the line shuffle we have going on of course you know we've had players bounced all over the freaking place uh gallery was moved several times with quiston booth there was a whole lot of shuffling going on last season but like i said before coaching 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 and now we see lane kiffin's idea of what he wants to do with the offensive line here we go so in a reshuffling of course our offensive line has been moved several times like i said the Raiders are moving Gallery back from left tackle to right tackle and moving Barry Sims off the bench and back to left tackle. Now, I don't know if that's a great move, but that's a move they see that they want to do, um, and I'll go with that for right now. It could be just because of the technique that they were being taught and the blocking schemes that they were using were antiques, I'm sure, and that's what was happening last season. The Raiders plan to keep Jake Grove at center and play former third-round pick Paul McQuiston at left guard and former sixth-round pick Kevin Booth at right guard. Now, Booth was a monster and proved to be very good playing 14 games last season and did a great job. McQuiston was pulled out and benched early. Uh, I think he was just a little too immature to handle the speed of the NFL at that point. So he's back. He's had a year to get used to the position, and, well, there you go. That's the movement we have so far. That's the Lane Kiffin aspect. That's all we're going to get. 
That's all we're going to get is a little bit. <laughs> so hang on because uh, it'll come, you know, we'll get a little bit here, a little bit there, and then booyah, there'll be some huge story that will blow everybody mind, and then I have to run out and do another podcast. I love it. So let's go on to the next story, which is something that I have to say is my personal thing, and this is kind of what I'm thinking. And we've talked about the combine, you know, the combine, all the the smoke and mirrors and the pontificating pontificators about size and strength and bench press and running back and forth and catching balls over your head and between your legs and and the wonder lick my ass test and all that stuff. And really, this is my opinion on what's going to make a good player. All the physical aspects have to be in place. You have to be to be in the NFL nowadays. You have to be a stud to begin with. But I will tell you, from one end of society to the next, from one country to the next, from different cultures, the same thing holds true. Desire, passion, wisdom, and knowledge, those things will take you far beyond the next guy regardless of physical talents. And I'll tell you, let me make my case. What do Joe Montana, Kenny Stabler, Rich Gannon, Jim Plunkett, Steve Young, Bart Starr, Dan Marino, Dan Fouts, Johnny Unitas, Warren Moon, Phil Simms, Len Dawson have in common? Think about it. All good quarterbacks? Let's think. No, it's not a rocket arm that can throw the length of a football field in an easy puff. It's not even a huge body that resembles a lineman that could bowl over defensive people left and right while they're running around trying to save their lives in the backfield. It's not even Super Bowl championships. Although all were truly successful QBs in the NFL, even that top prize eluded some of them. But why were they successful? Let's think about it. It's brains. It's the cranium. It's the intelligence. It's brains, people. Add in dedication to the game, plus a dash of true leadership on the field, and what do you have? A great quarterback. That's what you got. Of course, you need the physical tools to succeed, but if that's all you got, you still ultimately fail. For example, Dre Schrader had all the physical tools, a rocket arm, and then he played for Joe Gibbs. He was an all-pro to made it to the NFC Championship game. Other examples include Mark Rippon and Doug Williams, two other quarterbacks who had good seasons under Gibbs. Uh, you see the connection here? Gibbs was really good with these guys. But... <laughs> we're overall nothing more than mediocre at best QBs because they lack the brains to make the final hurdle. The hurdle that makes people say, yeah, he was a great quarterback, like the ones I mentioned before. But also Dante Culpepper, who's a great physical specimen, but short on brains in my opinion and ultimately only limited to success in the field as the list goes on. Brains, I say it again, brains still don't understand why they don't take that more into consideration. Okay, now, I've seen the Patriots, I've seen, I hate the Patriots, I hate Belichick, but that's one of the key things that they look for in players. 
They don't look for the best guys. They don't look for the flash in the pans. They look consistency for brains. The Ravens is another organization that integrates the brain into the testing process way more than most teams. This is something that I think the Raiders need to do a little bit more of, uh, but I think will in this new regime. Intelligence, savvy, cerebral capacity, all those things make such a huge difference. You know, they call these same things the intangibles, the ability to know what to play, what to call the line of scrimmage, the ability to read a defense or change the defense because it's disguised in some different formation. In other words, the ability to know what to audible is the ultimate success of someone who has a big melon with a brain in it. Brains are the key to success in the NFL. You need size, you need strength, you need skill, but above all, you need the brains to leap above the mediocre and okay quarterbacks in this league. To be a quote-unquote great quarterback, you need to have the melon, you got to have the cerebral capacity. You must have the ability to reason, the ability to see, the ability to study, and the ability to know how to change things on the line of scrimmage. I'm just telling you, if the quarterback we pick in the draft, if that's the way we go, wherever we pick in the draft, I think brains should be the number one thing. Now I'll just tell you on a side note, I listened to both Brady Quinn and Jamal and Russell, Jamarcus Russell. Both were highly coached, you could tell, in the interview process. Uh, they were canned answers, of course, and ultimately uh, somebody else's answers. Uh, Adrian Peterson, however, seemed to be a refreshing interview, someone who had his own mind and really could speak to the point of, hey, this guy's sharp. This guy is cerebral. You know what I'm saying? So I think that is a huge key to our success, something that gets away from most people as far as when we talk about draft, free agency, blah, 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 when it comes down to picking a team member and a player for the Oakland Raiders, I hope and pray that they look first for someone who is cerebral. Okay, here we go. Let's see the Raiders right now have got another great blotch on their <laughs> on their 06 record of sorts when you think it couldn't have got any freaking worse the assistance that caused the debacle the humiliating slide into just disgusting sport the the coaches that brought us all great things like third and 15 run up the middle plays. The seven step, 10 step, 15 cent drop. Yes, I'm talking about our friend. <laughs> yes, sir. Mr. Potato Head himself, the Idaho Joe. That's right. Tom Walsh 
mayor of Brokeback, Idaho. And Irv Eastman, let's go on to see who else. Most of Shell's buddies are filing a grievance against the Raiders organization. Shell was not mentioned in this, however. I can imagine he wouldn't be. Uh, the NFL Coaches Association staff director Larry Kennan confirmed Thursday that the organization has initiated paperwork and bringing grievances on behalf of several. Sourpuss, poorly... <laughs> the poorest coaching staff in the NFL is bitching because they ain't going to make their money. Now, Keenan would not disclose which coaches were involved, but they believe that the former Titans coach, Tom Walsh, who was offensive coordinator, very offensive, until November 28th, offensive line coach Irv Eastman. Well, there's a guy who didn't have a job before Al gave him some money. What do you think about that, Irv? Nice way to bite your boss on the ass on the way out the door. Do you think he might have helped you in the future? Doesn't look like he's going to help you while you're in the pasture. And assistant defensive coach and special team coach Lorenzo Ward. All three are under contract for 07 and expect to be paid by the Raiders. For what? Okay? Now, the grievance would indicate that either the team is contending the money owed. In other words, the Raiders ain't paying because they ain't worth crap. Or they've placed additional demands upon the four men. I think the four men should be locker room janitors. And they're, you know, they should be cleaning toilets with toothbrushes. That's right. The coaching association has a legal staff and represents coaches and contracts disputes with teams. Okay, so it's going to go to Roger Goodell, the commissioner, and he's going to mull it over, and, you know, it'll go on and on and on. The good thing is I love the way Al works. I don't think any one of these guys is going to make another freaking penny unless they do exactly what he tells them to do. Tom Walsh, shut your freaking pie hole and flip a flapjack from your ass crack to your pie hole and close it. Okay, because I can't even believe with the comic book, uh, eh, playbook, eh, joke book that we had as a playbook uh, in the 06 season and the obvious lack of every conceivable coaching aspect during every game last season would be enough to find all three of you idiots in shame. I wouldn't even admit that that was my name. And you're coming out and demanding money? You should be happy that you got a freaking job. I know the uh, the minimum wage in Idaho ain't that high, Tom, baby. So folding blankets and folding jock straps in a locker room sure can't be much different than doing it in your B&B back home. Now, maybe your wife give you the big kick in the ass and kicked you out of the house. Who knows? Maybe you weren't there to do the morning cleanup or something. But I'll tell you this. All three of you guys should be lucky that you have a penny and you should have known better last season before taking a job that was way over your freaking heads. And that's all I got to say about that. If you couldn't coach better than the last worst coaching staff in the country, bringing the Raiders to the worst records and 
one after another disappointing loss for the fans and the organization, then I would be freaking ashamed to show my melon in public. So as far as I'm concerned, your grievance is bullshit. Okay, Raider Nation, let's get to the Raider Nation podcast comments forum section. Okay, Navy Rob comes in. Second pick. Greg Olson, tight end Miami, six foot five, two hundred fifty-two, ran a four, four, five, forty yard dash. He is converted right. He is a converted right receiver, and his hands are good. Zach Miller may go on in the first round, and if he does, you can bet that Al will take his speed, will like his speed. I don't know if he'll take his speed. And that's if we're going for a tight end within the second pick, Navy Rob. Well, I think tight ends are a necessity, and there's certainly none that are hanging out. Uh, well, there's one that I'm, that's hanging out in free agency, but they're going to cost all kinds of money, and I think this is a perfect place to draft. And at this point, I think that, you know, I've been hearing rumors, of course, that the Browns want Russell really, really bad. Perhaps in the last seconds of this draft, we're going to see the Raiders do something they have never done and give up a one pick and see what they get in return. I would not doubt it. Kiffin could be the mad scientist in the lab when it comes down to this action. So stay tuned. There's all kinds of things. The Combine brought out all kinds of things to light um, and a lot of things into the dark, too, because those, you know, the Combine is smoke and mirrors. A lot of guys doing a lot of stuff, but it really comes down to film, film, film. And, of course, they have to be cerebral. Okay, Randy comes in. Greg Olson may move ahead of Zach Miller. Ah, the NFL Combine entering the Combine. Arizona State's Zach Miller was our number one rated tight end. But after Miller was reported clocked in the 4-8 range on Saturday, he might fall below Miami's Greg Olson, whose 4-5 speed in the 40-odd dash is the best amongst all tight ends in Indianapolis. Well, there you go. Things are going to change, like I said. Someone, you know, could get an STD and send them right down the toilet. You never know. Um, or a DUI for that matter. But still, Mike Glory, 32 Raider, 18 PSL, Florida. What he says is, what? What? I wake up Sunday to see that the Bills are thinking about trading Willis McGahee. Another Denver player dies. Damn. Getting nervous. A lot of people are changing their tune about the Raiders, saying that they may be the surprise team in the offseason. But little do they know that we already know that we are going to surprise a lot of people. Plus, Greg Olson didn't surprise me. He is from the U. P.S. I love the direction the team is going in. I'm not surprised about Coach. So, um, I'll tell you what. I, I just think that the things are going to change a lot. Like I said, the McGahee thing, Willis McGahee, we don't want him anyway. I mean, I don't think he's that big of a deal as far as a running back goes. A lot of lot of big mouth, but, but no production as far as that goes. Um, 
But everyone's going to test their water. I'm telling you, there's so much money and free agency. You're going to see some freaky stuff. You're going to see some people jumping ship that you never saw before. But <laughs> it's going to be one of those kind of drafts, and we're in number one. I'm excited. I'm pumped. Okay, New York Ritter Tommy. I'm nervous. Tommy, nice to see you, brother. Nice to see you back on the boards. I love it. Thanks for coming back, man. Thought we lost you for a while. We got a long while, though, because no football is bad shit, as our buddy Colorado Chris likes to say. Hey, Nation, it's been a while. I'm a bit nervous about the upcoming draft. We had some shitty picks in the past, hence the reason why I have the number one pick. I think Russell should be the number one pick. I would love to get an art running back with a second pick, maybe Bush out of Louisville. If he's still available, the free agent class will be slim this year with everyone having a lot of cap room. We need a QB running back, tight end, wide receiver, and O-line help. Shit, we need a whole new offense. Greg, Randy, I have to catch up in the podcast. What's up? You guys coming to the Big Apple for the draft? I go if you guys roll. I'd love to roll, man. Tommy, get back to me. Send me an email. Give me a call. Let me know about those tickets. Raider Nation podcast, Randy and Greg would love to go to the draft. Anybody in New York, anybody who has any idea how to get tickets into the El Drafto, let me know, oh, and I would like to take my ass out to New York and see the real deal happen right in front of me. And we could also take the Raider Nation with us with the Raider Nation videocast. Of course, the Asian persuasion comes in. Kearney's ops out. Pat Kearney opts out of his contract in Atlanta. How does Burgess on the left side and Kearney on the other side sound? Raider Nation! Raiders! Well, I think if we could get him, that would be great. But once again, like I said earlier, Pat Kearney is going for the big boneronis. And that's not to say that we're not going to pay them. I just think that we're going to have to spend most of that money on the offense just to get the ball going. It was so shitty last year that we cannot think that we can build our defense up and let our offense try to win some games because we had a good defense last year and you saw what happened with the weak offense. Well, we all saw what happened. I don't even like to think about it. Navy Rob, O-line, NFL total access reports. Barbara Gallery has been moved from right tackle and Barry Simmons will take the left tackle spot. What could this mean in terms of free agency or draft day? Well, what it means is they're trying to make the moves right now to get these kids comfortable in the position that they're going to be playing in when they start the camps, when they start the mini camps and go into final camp. It's a huge thing. He's played both sides. Now, there's no excuse for gallery. The quote-unquote done deal, the quote-unquote shoe-in, the quote-unquote definitely ready for the NFL per all the pundits Pondits, as my wife would say, uh, during his draft, uh, thought he was a shoe-in guaranteed money and has been nothing but a disappointing revolving door for our poor quarterback on the offensive line. So let's hope that they can figure some magic potion out with the new coaching staff and use this kid. And, you know, maybe he can catch up on a couple more pounds because he looked like he's off the roids and he's like this incredible shrinking man. Tokai Outpost of Japan and the outpost of the furthest Raider Nation 
I'm sure, man. Robert, you got to be the furthest away. Man, there's a guy in Guam, too, but damn, that's a long way from home, partner. And I can't wait for you to get to Oakland so I can... Shit, man, I'll give you a hug for crying out loud. Because uh, you're going to be coming a long-ass way. Filing a grievance, he said. I had to laugh when I read that some ex-coaches are filing a grievance over their dismissal, firing, having their asses handed to them new assignments and as delivery boys from Jim Otto's Coffee Company. I love it. Can I, as a fan, file a grievance too? Because I have been fucking aggrieved big time by Tom Walsh and the rest of his flapjacks out of his butt crack crowd before the NFL delivers a ambulance to help these incompetent fools. I think we, the fans, need to be included in this. We had to watch, or in, in my case, listen to that freaking joke on offense for an entire season. So where's our grievance process? Show me the money! <laughs> oh, shit. Maybe Al Davis could take the case that Tom Walsh fraudulently misrepresented himself as having a brain. That's right, Tom. The Scarecrow. Randy, do it! Oh, I'm a failure because I haven't got a brain. Well, what would you do with a brain if you had one? Do? Why, if I had a brain, I could... I could think of things I never thought before And then I'd sit and think some more And thus, he's owed a little more than the brand new spatula to make him to take back with him to Idaho. Boo freaking ooh. Yeah, you need a spatula, that's right. One will fit in your ass crack. And God bless Kid Kiffin. If he does nothing else, he's already surpassed last season by quickly putting together a coaching staff that is filled with people who, insert drum roll here, have all worked as coaches before and who have all been employed in this capacity in recent seasons. Amazing. Amazing how low we set the bar sometimes. What's next? Will we only sign players who, I don't know, have actually been playing football and avoid retirees like Jeff, George? Bring on the draft. Bring on the free agents. I can't wait to be back in Oakland. Hoorah! I love it, man. I can't wait for you to be back in Oakland either, brother. I hope you're coming back, Robert, because I'd love to meet you and the family, man. I'd love to have all of you at the tailgate You know what? It's been awesome having you here. Keep coming. Keep bringing it and get on the bone line. Juan George, O-line. Okay, the move with McQuiston and Booth at guards. I mean, just look at McQuiston. Gives me chills. With that orange mullet, he is a beast. Well, he shaved that off last year. We should bring in Newberry and let Grove and him battle it out for center. Oh, Robert Gallery, if you don't get it done this year, while I'm asking you nicely, please get the fuck out of Oakland. As for Barry Sims at left tackle, I don't really like this. This is where Leonard Davis comes in. We got to get him in free agency. He's a monster. Raiders! Well, I don't think the free agency pool for the line is going to work for us this season. It might. I think we're going to have to hit it with the draft. We did very well with Booth. I can think we can do it again. I'm I'm sure we can do it again. Navy Rob, McQuiston, ha-ha, Orange Mullet. I wonder what's going to happen to the veterans like Brad Badger, Chad Slaughter, and Langston Skywalker. 
Support the GWOT, Global War on Terror. Rob, we support you, brother. We support you. Langston Walker is already uh, um, taking out his last year of his contract. He will be hitting the streets. I think Langston's going to be hitting it. I think Chad and Brad might be doing it too. I don't know. Those are big question marks, but I think Langston's already put his intention out there to test out the free agency. Good. We can use the room. We need the cast space. We need it for more. And let me just tell you, Raider Nation, right now, you know what? Lane Kiffin and his staff, that is their specialty. They have been working in college for the past five seasons. Five years they've seen kids grow from redshirt freshmen to seniors to being ready to play. They've seen it. They've watched film. They know these guys way more than we do and way more than the rest of the geniuses in the sports media that were all crammed inside of a little uh, cubicle watching this combine this last weekend. Don't put a lot into the combine. Lots to said about this guy and that guy and how this guy didn't show, blah, blah, blah. I still say it's all up to film and how cerebral the players are because if they're smart and sharp, that means you can make them whatever you want. They have to have the physical tools, of course, but what's in the cranium is the manium, and that's what I'm talking about. That's the main ingredient we got to have. I'm pumped, Raiders. It just keeps getting better and better. I'm anxious. I'm feeling anxious about this whole thing. I know you guys are. So get on the bone line and tell me how you feel about the draft. What's happening? It's Russell sliding. He came in 10 pounds fat to the combine, which shows me, and he does have a history, Raiders, of not being a very good physical workout. His work ethic has been very, very poor. It's not only me that has said it. It's other people who have been in NFL for a long time have watched this kid from the beginning. His work ethic is not there. Now, take it for what it's worth. I'm just telling you. I'd rather have somebody who was smaller that tried like hell to make it happen than someone who thought they deserved it already and wasn't going to put the effort into it and wanted to skate. His entire career. I don't know. Just throwing it out there for the nation. 1-800-620-7181. That's 1-800-620-7181. 35 seconds of fame. Get him right here on the Raider Nation podcast. Well, that's it for the show. I hope you liked it. This is Raider Greg, and I am out. <laughs>